Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed. And you can live off royalties forever. And it makes me wonder, is it just a wonder or is it one hit thunder? Guys, we got the gang back together for another year that ends in a three doing an auction draft for albums. And man, oh man, this one, I thought 93 was amazing. I thought 83 was really good. But this one, this is a whole nother level. This is right peak nostalgia for all of us, I'm sure. And also the things that were released this year. This is insane. If you just gave, if you just told me to pick five albums, let alone be in a draft with my friends drafting the albums, I don't know what I would pick. Maybe it's a good thing we're drafting because I wouldn't even know how to narrow this down. Well, so here's my one prediction, though. I think this is, and I could be proven totally wrong. There is such a wide variety of important albums of every genre that came out in 2003. And the four of us have like some overlap in our tastes, but there's also enough different that I think that there's only going to be like three or four like blood feud bids. (laughs) And then I think there's going to be a whole lot of like throwing a dollar on an album that's important to you that you know, like no one else really even cares that much about. That's that's how it was playing out when I was making my like my list. I went through at the, the start of this and I just you know, like find a list of albums that came out that year. And usually for these, my practice is I just go through and I make notes of like, okay, this is a record I know really well and like a lot. Yeah. And it's you know, like a handful. 
And on this one, my first pass, like, oh, just records that like I definitely like, I counted 48. Yeah. <laughs> 48 <laughs> albums is are on my list right now. And of course, now I prioritize them more, but mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Um, this is also the first year where uh, two of the people on the draft have albums that could be in contention. <laughs> I, I did notice that. <laughs> I, I think I had an EP this year, right? The, that still counts. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I did. I did happen to see two those two band names on the list. I was I was really proud of us. Honestly, that was a very cool yeah. thing. Yeah, very cool. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We've been around a long time. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, so I won the last one, the eighty three. Well, it was it was neck and neck, but I wait won a by by a I just hair. I just clicked onto that because you said that, and I didn't doubt you. Did Matt. it change? Did it change over time? It was the last one we did, the nineteen eighty three draft. Yeah. Well, right now it says Matt Kelly, 32%, Matt, Matthew Milligan, 16%, oh. Tony Hartman, 12%, Chris Vefali is 40%. Wow. Okay. Something changed over time because for oh a while I had a nice God. lead. So it's still in your hands then, Chris. I thought that I had won that one based I, I on the early your, push. I took your word for it and I was like, <laughs> I thought I won that one. And then I looked and I did. So I don't know. I think that the person who won is supposed to get two extra dollars. You get two extra dollars. But. Yeah. Because there was some discrepancy here, you thought you won whatever. I'm fine. I'm fine with just getting one extra. Actually, in fact, this is such a hard year. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw away my extra dollars. I want to be on right. an even playing field in, in this one. So respect, uh, yeah. respect. All right. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. Um, well, I did. Unfortunately, I did steal this from you, Chris. But I did already pitch in our chat what the setting is. You had set us on a on a Hawaiian beach celebration for 1983 but Uh i'm gonna hit us with just something that all of us can relate to for 2003 we have a five disc cd changer in our car and we have purchased five albums and oopsie daisy those are going to be stuck in our car for the entire year (laughs) (laughs) so anytime someone comes into our car these are the five albums that are going to be playing most likely in our car oh that's good. I like that parameter a lot. That's much better for me than the, the tropical beach party yeah. where, where I presented swordfish trombones to everyone and nobody was interested at all. Hey, this was a big year in era for dudes with systems. Yeah, that's what I mean. You guys are, did you guys have systems? From I did not. I had like, a cassette right? tape attached to a string that I plugged a CD player into in my yeah. uh, like 83 Cadillac or whatever it was I was driving. <laughs> oh, same, but definitely knew the kids and kind of appreciated the kids that had six systems yeah. at this time. Because what a great year to listen to music, really. Uh, would, th- would this be a so time true. period where all of us had like a 96 to 120 CD booklet that was like promptly yes. underneath? Or my favorite, the visor one that could hold like 10 discs right above oh your head. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing. You said I absolutely did. And I was actually, I caught up with a friend last night and we were talking about music from this exact time period. And he was like, hang on a second. And he pulled out his like 500 disc wallet of CDs Whoa. that he still had like on the shelf in front of him. I'm like, you are a hero, dude. Yeah. I can't believe. I like, need that person's name and address because I, I, him and well, I will I'll get give along. it out publicly on the show. Then, in a minute. <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a name drop. Actually, I'm not going to name drop. You guys could just take your guesses because this might be something that comes up as, as a bidding thing, but okay. somebody that released an album this year. So I was going to say, this is like really in the thick of punchline touring. We're probably doing 150, 200 shows a year at this point. Really, 
a lot going on at, at this point in 2003. And I and yes, we had the tape that connects to the CD player that you put in yeah. the thing oh, yeah. and a book of CDs at this time. But a band that we were friends with and touring with had recorded a new album and they wanted to play it for us in our van. And they pulled out this thing. One of the guys pulled out this thing. I'm like, what is that? He's like, it's an iPod. Like as if I was dumb for not knowing what it was. So somebody that went on and then we heard it. We're like, oh yeah, your band's going to be huge. (laughs) And they were. So so (laughs) someone that went on to be rich and famous yeah, Dude, a band that might iPod. have two yeah. albums in contention that were released this year, which shocked think- me to see. But <laughs> and the reason why was because oh, they so- could afford an iPod at the very first, yes. the very first <laughs> yes. iPod. Yes, Says they it all. definitely could. <laughs> if you're if you're in a band in 2003 and you could afford an iPod, you were on like a 360 yeah. major label <laughs> yeah. deal, probably, which actually meant something. Or your dad, yeah, or your true. dad is a mega lawyer and <laughs> or something. <laughs> that I have also heard can help. Yes. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. It is mind blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free. Well, Chris. Okay. You're you're the you're the captain of this ship. I've okay. set up this the situation, but what's the order that we're gonna go in on this draft? So, um, you want me to start? I don't mind throwing one out. Well, well, I was going to say, or it. you could set up whatever the line is. You you determine okay. the draft order. All right, I'll go first this time. It'll go me, Matt Milligan, Tony, and Matt Kelly can round it out because okay, that's the sweet. way that's clockwise the way I'm seeing the screen right now. So that's that's how we'll do it. So I'm going to throw out a big one to start. Oh wait, let me ask one more question. Last time wait. we had starting uh, things where first draft first okay. round had to be twenty second. 
round had to be 10. Are we going to stick with that? Let's do first round has to first two rounds have to be ten dollars at least. Then you can okay. go to one after that. Sorry, just wanted cool. to check because that will determine how high you can draft on this. Yeah, one. and for anyone yeah. listening, here's the deal. I guess we didn't. We should say this in case anyone's listening for the first time. We all have a theoretical one hundred dollars, and we all have to draft five albums, and you have to at least have enough to spend one dollar on an album. You know, you'll get to a point where you don't have enough money to bid on maybe an album you want or something. So you'll get the idea. It's not it's not hard to follow here. But uh, I'm gonna throw one out for for ten dollars. I'm gonna throw out Jay Z's Black Album. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99, 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, nothing but hits. It is so it, many it, hits. It really is nothing but hits. I think Remember it's when he was going to retire? Yeah, that was his yeah. retirement. <laughs> he like every every song on that record is about how he was never going to rap again. Yeah. <laughs> that did not work Which out. Which retrospectively yeah. he probably should have followed through with because in hindsight it it, it would have he, he would have probably locked in I mean not to say I was going to say he would have locked in legend status as if Jay-Z is not a legend that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, but it, there's nothing like that would have been such a perfect farewell album and there's nothing that he's released after that. That, that is as perfect of a like goodbye final record. That's true. Um, That's true. Uh, dude, he put out an album on a Samsung phone. <laughs> Might I remind you? I don't think I knew about that. Did he really? Ten years ago. Oh but, no. Um, so you're you're starting that at ten? Yes. Chris. Yep. I will go fifteen dollars okay. for one of the greatest rap. Probably the album that made me think like, oh, rap can be like this. Yeah. This is great. Um, So good. I I think another big thing about that album that's worth shouting out is in a lot of ways, that is kind of the album that put the mashup on, on like the map because you got like the Beatles gray album. You got the, the Lincoln park one. Um, My favorite was a guy who went on the name little, little Jayzer, Jayzer, who did the Black and Blue album? It was Jay Z's raps over all of the <laughs> instrumentals from the Blue album, but like wow. people were just mashing that up with different color albums, and it was yeah. phenomenal to to see in the internet age of two thousand three. Hey, let's mention some of the songs. I mean, ninety nine problems yeah. is on this album. Dirt off your shoulders, Lucifer. What more can I say? Uh, Change clothes. Yeah, just, but, justify my thug. There, this yep. album is amazing. Uh, can we also give it, I think it's Encore. Is Encore the one yep. that starts off with what yep. I think is the best opening where it's just like, they call me H-O-V to the O. <laughs> like, it's like, that yeah. is, oh, it's such a good album. Shit. I'll go, I'll go 18. 18? I don't think I'm going to bid on this one, but this is such a good album. I'll go 20. Oh, boy. I'm tapping out at 22. I can't believe you started with this. I know, it's a great, yeah. it's a really good starter because this was one of the few I saw on my list. I was like, this yeah. is definitely going to be hotly contested. I'll go 23. I'll tap out. I'll go 25. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. There's so many good albums. 25. So many. So many. Oh, 26. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> you thought you were getting it for a bargain. I really did. I was so excited to have it. <laughs> Oh God! Do I really want twenty-seven? Oh, twenty! Oh, you went, you went two <laughs> over. That's like the double dog dare thing, the triple dog dare <laughs> thing. Um, twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, you're killing me. Oh boy! All right, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tap out. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> going once, going twice. Anybody? 
Is it mine for 28? I think it 20, is. That's Ste- still a good-ass deal right there. Steal of the draft on the first pick. <laughs> I'll take it. So quick question. Yeah. Um, for the listeners at home, I believe Chris is voluntarily wearing a Brooklyn Nets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that? Good observation. You were going to get that album. You were going to start with that <laughs> yeah, album and definitely. get it that. because you were wearing <laughs> A Brooklyn Nets. That's hat. right. <laughs> All right, Matt, you, you get to start. Are you impressed that I own a Brooklyn Nets hat? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. definitely am. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, Matt Milligan, you can throw one out. It's so hard to know what to go with here. I'm going to move it in another direction, and I'm going to pick another. What for me was a very, very, very big route album that came out in 2003, and that is "Elephant" by the White Stripes. What are you starting the bid on? That's be. 10. I will start the bid for this at minimum. Is t- I'll, I'll do fifteen on Elephant. I might go up to seventeen on that. That is, that is arguably the best album the White Stripes has ever done. And it's got their big, probably their biggest hit was uh, Seven Nation Army. Oh, without it. a doubt, their biggest it's, hit. I mean, but the hardest button to button is on there. What's the one that's like? Set, I want to say it's Ball and Biscuit. Ball and Biscuit. Yeah, yeah I mean that's just a like really a seven-minute guitar solo that's unbelievable from Jack White. <laughs> that was. I, I mean, I think you could make the claim that, in terms of like, I mean, what what is a more iconic song that came out in two thousand three? Seven Nation Army is so famous that it has become like a football chant. Yeah, like like that is an insane. That's one of those songs that's so successful that I can't even really wrap my head around how how he made that. I think it's also an album. So a year in 2001, right? The White Stripes blow up with Fell in Love with a Girl and mm-hmm. it feels like that like sets off all of these like the bands to come out so much so that like Sum 41 makes a music video making fun of it, right? You get like mm-hmm. all these like garage band throwbacks and Elephant I think was so good and ahead of the curve that it somehow stalled out the careers for every other the band for the rest of their career like none of the other bands could put out anything that was as important as elephant from the white stripes so yeah i'll sit at 17 on that that is a that is a huge that's a huge one i'm not touching it (laughs) i'm good yeah so the ball's in your court milligan yeah i'll bring i'm gonna go up to 18 then hmm i'm actually gonna let you have that one Wow. Okay. Wow, that's a very good deal. <sighs> I'm impressed. You know, if you want to talk about 2003 memories, when that the day that album came out, I had a gift card for Barnes and Noble, <laughs> and I walked into Barnes and Noble into the music area, and that was the point where they had the CD players on the walls with the headphones, and you could like put them on oh, yeah. and sample the new record. And I saw that the White Stripes had a new record. I put the headphones on. Seven Nation Army is track one, and I was like, wow, this is a crazy song. Track two is a song called Black Math. I don't know if who knows that record, but as like 10 seconds into Black Math, I took the headphones off and bought the thing. Because yeah. I was like, this is unbelievable. It's probably the best minimalistic album that's ever been released. Because it yeah, literally but- is just a guitar and a drum and a vocal, and it sounds mm-hmm. so big. You know, <laughs> like the- when it comes to White Stripes, though, that album doesn't have doorbell, and it doesn't have 
we're going to be friends on it, right? Neither no, of those. no. So uh, Doorbell is on Get Behind Me, Satan, yeah. and we're going to be friends is on uh, White Blood, blood Cells. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not interested in this album. <laughs> yeah, White Blood. Personally, for me, I think White Blood Cells is my favorite of their releases, but I think Elephant is the most impressive and important release of theirs. I, I Yeah, I think Elephant has to be the most important thing they ever released. Well, and it's mine now, so yeah, there, there you go. go. All right. You got, a, you got a deal. Tony. I have no idea how this one's going to go. <laughs> Here we go. So started at 12 bucks. Call it self-titled. Call it untitled. Blink-182. Oh, man. Ooh. For a long time, the last a lot of people thought the last album from Blink-182. It was for years. You could make the case that you made for Jay-Z um, that maybe it should have been. <laughs> um, no, they've, got, they've had some good I stuff, like Neighborhoods. Like, I like Neighborhoods more than I think I should. <laughs> but I just remember listening to that, that album and being like, this band created so many like bad offshoots over the past few years and none of them will be able to do this yeah and that made me like appreciate it so much um and now like the fact like doesn't robert smith from the cure sing on that album he's he's on a track on that record yeah Yeah. but like the the like third wind whatever you call it that like a song like i miss you is that like is so fascinating and crazy starting it at 12 bucks not sure how this is gonna go I don't think I'm going to bid on this, but I do also want to shout out that that is like, I feel like that's an album that is like either people put it as their number one blank album or the absolute worst album that the band has ever released. It's such a divisive album for them, but I genuinely think feeling this is one of the best later singles of their career. Like that song is so catchy and so good. And the like, Madden yeah, well, and yeah. I remember, right. I remember hearing. The, so there's that part in the song where Tom's doing like they fell short this time, and it feels like it sounds really weird, like he's yelling in a megaphone. And I later read that they literally set the mic. They found a hallway in the recording studio and put the microphone at the end of the hallway and told Tom to just yell the chorus as loud as he could, and whatever the mic picked up was what they were going to mix in to that part of the song where it breaks down. And I'm like, that is such a cool, like it sounds so cool when that part happens where it's just that distorted vocal and, and Travis's drums for a couple seconds. I can't. (laughs) Jerry Finn, man. Jerry Finn, one of the greatest producers to ever do it. Shout out Jerry. Also, I bet it was the album that someone was like, Hey, Blink-182, have you guys ever smoked weed? <laughs> you, should try smoking. Well, you guys should try smoking some weed when you make that music. It's crazy that arguably to the next generation of people. Now, we got a, a range of ages here, but, you know, my my girlfriend's 33 and I Miss You is like the biggest Blink song. To yeah. me, yeah. to me, I was going to say to me, all the small things is the biggest Blink song. Yeah, I, but, I yeah. not this. I'm not not trying to seem cool here just saying that my band played a festival with blink 182 earlier this year and i got to see them play and i was it was shocking that i miss you which they just kind of threw in the middle of this set i mean close to the end but it was easily the biggest pop of their set like yeah. it wasn't even close yeah. nothing else touched which is weird I, because it was I, amazing i feel like I Miss You is like Blink-182's all-star in the sense of it had a second life because people memed the shit out of 
how Tom says, where are yes. you? Like that know, became, became the a, bit. Yeah. Like, By the way, that was pretty good. Thank you. So is anybody going to bid up? Or is Tony going to get no, this one I for think, 12 bucks? I think Tony's getting this one for 12 bucks, but I mean... Uh, no, he's not. Oh, 15. Oh, oh, 15. Oh, oh. $18. Oh. Getting that money um, out there. So, you know, if what we're talking about here is my five-disc CD changer in 2003, this just has to be in it. $20. Oh. $22. Oh, Wow. $25. Wow. $25 and one. <laughs> no. All right, um, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was a, that was a Dwight. Okay. Uh, that, Dwight, yeah. yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll go up to, I'm not going any higher than 27. Staying in the 27 club with this one. <laughs> the ball is in that. All right. Bluff call 28. Wow. Is that it? I'm out. And Matt's out, right? I'm out. Okay. Yep. Wow, Matt Milligan got you, that's tied for highest price paid now. It, it's funny too, because again, as you said, this is not. It is not my favorite Blink One Eighty Two record. I think you could make the case it is. It's either. I mean, it's one of the most important records that they ever made, and it came out at this like crazy time where, like you guys were saying, like it was a like astonishingly innovative for a band that was not known for being innovative at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then them breaking up immediately following it was just so shocking. Like it's just such a big, that feels like a very big record for me of that yeah. time. I and definitely was in heavy rotation for a long time. I, if we were doing a draft and it was like, take your pants off and jacket or enema of the state, I think I'd be like bidding a lot harder at that point, but that's uh, fair. But that's now fair. it's my, li listen, we throw out some good ones here. But if time you, to stop doing that. But if you were to ask me what is the best album released in 2003, then my vote with $20 to start here yeah. is the Postal Service Give Up. <laughs> here we go. Another one where, if we're talking about my CD changer this year, this was definitely in it. Oh yeah, twenty-eight. You're going twenty-eight. I'll go thirty. 30. Oh, oh, I'll go thirty-five. Thirty-five. <laughs> oh no. Oh. I'm out. Oh. Milligan, are you? I'm. I'm doing some math as to what how much <laughs> yeah, can what, you what I can work this? with here. <laughs> Uh, where are we at? 35? 35. There's a whole other Gibbard album out there that might be better. <laughs> Shit. It's not. It's not better than it's this. It's not better than um, this. <laughs> I listened to both of them today, and I kind of forgot it's great. how good. It's great. Uh, that other Gibbard album is great, but I think that this is I think that this is one of those albums where even Gibbard, we will never get a second Postal Service album. I think he knows that he will never make something better than what these 10 tracks are. 37. Ooh, I'll go 40. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, 40. Man, I don't... Whoa, I'm going to really have to bargain bin shop if I go. 41. Oh, I'll Jesus. I'll go 45. Oh, my okay. God. I, 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 I actually... I'm approaching a point where I can't go anymore. Because <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to need two more dollars, keep in mind. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah, you actually can't go again because second draft, you have to... Your second one has to start at $10. So you're tapped out. You're right. You're, you're right. I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. It's over for me. 
Uh, so it's, thank you for the reminder. It's I only me or that. Tony who can step in here. I, yeah, Tony tapped out at like thirty. Tony, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, t- yeah. Did he do a Tony tap? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll do. Uh, I hear there's another Gibbard floating around yeah, out there, so yeah. we'll see. Forty six. We'll see. I'll go fifty. Oh fuck! <laughs> Mac Mac Kelly knew what he that's wanted. The, on this that's one. definitely this the highest it. bid for any in any draft now. I, I don't yeah. think we've ever hit fifty on a single album. <laughs> oh my god! Jeez, I mean, there are some good bargain bins here. If I would go for this. <laughs> Oh, there's plenty. You can't already be thinking like that. <laughs> but I got this is round one. It is round one. <laughs> I know, but this is how I went to the fantasy draft. I went to the fantasy draft and I got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Derek Henry, and then I was screwed. <laughs> um, Chris, because it's 2003, though, is this album the LeBron of this 2003 draft? Oh. Think about that. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of cool points for having this one already. No, this is definitely, you got a lot of credit on this one. 51. 55. <laughs> 55? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> keep going, Chris. He's not going to stop. Just keep going. He just wants this album so bad. <laughs> Push him up to 90. He can't go <laughs> higher. Or, uh, no, wait. What's Matt Kelly's max yeah, is going to be 83, I mean, I... 86? <laughs> All right. You can have it. You can have it. 55 bucks. All right. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you a quick wizard behind the curtain. This was the only album that I was like, I will die on this hill. I'll take a bunch of dollar bin shit the rest of the way. So I was willing to go as high as $75 on Postal Jeez. Wow. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Damn. okay. Let's pick it up. We got one more round of doing at least $10. Jeez. I should have yep. kept, I should have kept pushing him up, but okay. <laughs> all right. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's see if he can get the double gibbered. I'll, I'll throw a death cab transatlanticism out there. It started at uh, 15. Twenty-five. Thirty. Thirty-five. Thirty-seven. Forty-five dollars. Oh Jesus. Wow. You guys, you guys I, gotta love- get, I gotta get a Gibbard on that, <laughs> A lot man. of Gibbard heads in this chat. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder he married got to marry well, Zoe Deschanel. And- <laughs> I'm well I'm out of it at this point. That would be yeah, my whole no, bankroll. No <laughs> and I have to say, like for me, I, I grew to like this record, but I remember like Death Cab did not when I was at this age, Death Cab didn't really track for me. Oh. I had a hard time. It didn't like the Postal Service record was the thing that blew my mind. I was like, oh, I do like this guy. I have a lot of memories. I saw them on this tour at Club Laga in Pittsburgh. Really a lot of memories of them playing the song Transatlanticism and just being being a guy in my early to mid 20s. And, you know, they're oh, man, just so many good memories. It's at 45 right now. I'll go 50. God. <laughs> $50 and one. No, I'll do 50. I'll do $55. Jesus. Oh my God. Two fifty, $110 on Ben Gibbard. <laughs> ben Gibbard, if you're listening in right the year now. <laughs> 2003, Ben Gibbard, we got to get him in the draft. Yeah. What did you go to? 55. So now that's tied with the postal service. Price. Yeah. Oh my God. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. Fifty-six? This is now more than Postal Service. It's such a good album. Wow. Sixty dollars. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm (sighs) sixty-one. Holy crap. I cannot believe this is happening. It's such a good album. 
<laughs> Every song is so good. We look like giants is on this album. Sound of settling, <laughs> transatlanticism, uh, just. <laughs> if Chris I don't, wins, I don't his, think I can. He has yeah. eleven dollars for the next three albums. Uh, what? What did I get it for? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Tony, are are you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I love Death Cab from when. You know, I guess it was like freshman year of college, but my roommate, Jeff Kapanik, and I would, man, do we love that song, We Laugh Indoors, and we mm-hmm. would play oh, yeah. air instruments to it and just rock out to it. So I got it. Is that it? Tony, you're out. You got, you it. got it. You got it. Okay. For low, low price of everything you yeah, had. Chris literally cannot bid on the next three albums <laughs> because yeah, they start at 10. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's, That's why fun. I was so ready to go. Yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah, I've yeah. spent I spent $89. And I got to get three <laughs> albums. I got to make $11 span into three albums. But this is a good year to do it. So, okay, yeah. Matt, Matt Milligan, you can throw one out there. So I'm going to pick another. Again, I'm really trying to think of this through the lens of my 2003. I'm a senior in high school in 2003, by the way. Mm-hmm. So this is real prime time for me as a music person. A big one for me that was in the car constantly, Sing the Sorrow by AFI. I'm going to start at $10. Another one that I would say is arguably the best album that they put out. That was one I I liked that band, but that was the only record, the first record they made that I was like, ooh, I really, really, really dig this. It's it's really, especially when you listen to their first couple albums where they're just like kind of a snotty skate punk band, like finding that blend of punk and goth was like, they, this was the pinnacle of them doing that combo, for sure. I remember going to see them at Irving Plaza on this tour in New York City, and it was amazing, and there was a scalper outside who didn't understand. He was trying to sell tickets because it was sold out, and he didn't understand who they were, and he kept saying, I got tickets for Affy. <laughs> <laughs> Affy, anyone need Affy tickets? And I loved that so much. I mean, I do like this album, but I'm not the biggest AFI guy, so I'm totally not going to bid on this one. But So $10, you're starting Just me for $10? It's, Tony's the only one that can potentially go for it yeah i'm good Uh, that's great i feel very good about that sing that sorrow yeah i'm gonna all right we're on uh tony throw one out for 10 bucks well feels like an 04 album but apparently was very much a 2003 album double album if you will two for the price of one speaker box love that's value right there yeah one two three uh my baby don't mess around me she loves me so and this I know for sure. I'll start it at 20. At 20. Let me ask you a question, Tony. If you could only take one of those, which one would you which one would you go for? Are you a big boy fan or an Andre fan? Who are you putting Andre. the money on? It's, it's I mean there it, it, that's a really unfair question because there's a case that can be made for both and that's why I think it's one of the rare perfect double albums that actually should be a double album but hey yeah man yeah i mean come on i think that's the greatest song of the decade yeah it's a unique double album because it's literally this band could not get along so much that they just released two solo albums as a double album yeah Yeah, it's kind of amazing it's kind of amazing and it's funny you know i was saying before that like is seven nation army the most famous song to come out of 2003 but hey yeah is a strong contender yeah it's up there yeah in terms of uh something that has really I love that the can't envision it ever going away it was a song that was so big Polaroid had to make a public statement to not shake 
your photographs. There you go. <laughs> like, Generated PSAs from Polaroid. Uh, but I'm not going to bid on this. Wow. If it was Stankoni, it'd be a different situation, maybe. Get but... the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 25 $33. Wow. The old 33 and 03 <laughs> trick, as they say. $34. $37. Wow. You have a lot You have a lot more money than me. He has, he 100, has $100. He has 100 of his dollars. <laughs> $100? That yep. is significantly more than me. God damn it, I really want this. Um, <laughs> what do I have here? Um, you could theoretically keep going for it. You, you got... 56 spent. You just brought it to 40? What did you bring mm-hmm. it to? 37. 37. 37. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got a devilish grin on Milligan's 30, face. 39. <laughs> you know, they say if you work hard in this country, <laughs> you can make all your dreams come true. $45. Oh, okay. I think That's it. You got me beat. Got I, can't, I can't go that high. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> God bless outcasts. Wow, 45. I'm on the boards, finally. Uh, I have to say also, not a popular opinion. I, I've always favored Speaker Box slightly on that record. Wow. I actually think that that's like a, such a solid, solid hip-hop record. And um, Big Boy has not, in my opinion, made a record this great since, and I really wish that he would. I, I guess neither him or Andre have really like done a ton I think, since this, which is crazy. I think Big Boys feels like a more thought out full project where Andre's is like all over the place stylistically. So it yeah. doesn't feel like it flows in in the right way. Andre's is super impressive. Love Below is like so impressive and out and Speaker Box is just like a killer hip hop record. Yeah. Um yeah. all right. Well I'm gonna start this one at just the ten dollar minimum. It's an artist that we've actually covered on One Hit Thunder. Uh, probably one of the top this shouldn't be a one hit wonder artist uh, exemplifies some of the best songwriting I think from this band uh, and that's Fountains of Wayne uh, Welcome Interstate Managers He was killed by a cellular phone explosion They scattered his ashes across the ocean The water was used to make baby lotion The wheels of promotion I mean, yeah, you get Stacey's mom on this, but some of the deep cuts on this that are unbelievable. Hey, Julie, great song. Bright Future in Sales, great Hack song. Hack and Sack. Haley's Waitress. Like, there's just every song on this album is incredible and made me uh, a huge Fountains of Wayne fan that I was consistently rooting for them to be a bigger band. Uh, it was really a bummer when we, when they were eligible to be part of uh, One Hit Thunder. And also, I mean, Adam Schlesinger, when he passed away, a huge loss. So I'm going $10 for the Fountains of Wayne album. That's probably their most successful album. I can't do anything. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I'll go up to 12. 12? And I'll go, I'll, I'll go 15 on this. Hmm. I'll go 17. I'm out. 18. It's yours. Okay, oh, Matt Milligan got Fountains of Wayne for eighteen. This is great. I'm do. I I have four guys. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm gonna leave and early. Twenty six bucks to play with. <laughs> yeah. So now we're to the. It's actually not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. a good situation. You could literally yeah. just start the bid at twenty six dollars if it's something you really. I'm have. intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Chris. <laughs> I can now be back in the game at one dollar. Uh, I'm gonna try to go bargain shopping here. I'm gonna throw out one from. 
the world that I come from a little bit, a uh, band that cross paths with here and there. Uh, the formats, interventions, and lullabies oh. for one dollar. debut album that, that was it, 03 the first that's single amazing. Of a great song you of the 48 wrote. albums i wrote i missed that one yeah on Holy your couch one of the best acoustic ballads from there oh that is a great 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 record i actually so this is the again i'm always like is this the album that i want to die on the hill of i love this album i like their follow-up dog problems even more i like but this for one dollar i mean i'll go two dollars on it three i go five. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, six. <laughs> I'm oh, out on this man. one. You guys got yeah, I'm it. I'm out. T- Tony, are you out? I'm out. All right. I'll take that for six. That's a great record for six bucks. Yeah. yeah. You're down to five bucks, though, for your next Yeah, two I got picks, five so. bucks to spend for two albums, but I, there's a lot of good <laughs> a lot of good ones out there. So I didn't think I was going to spend mm-hmm. six bucks on the format, but that's all right. I'm okay with it. All right, Matt. This is potentially my last pick. We're still cool. Like, if I pick something and don't spend all my money, I could still draft something else later, right? If I needed to. Later, if you want it, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to drop something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, there's so many great records that are still on this list. I, again, I'm going to think about this through the lens of the thing I listened to the most in 2003. And this is different than a lot of what else we talked about, but I would be lying to everyone if I didn't say that this was one of my favorite records of this year. And it is an album, it's the debut album by The Darkness. Ooh. Permission to Land by The that Darkness. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to start the bidding on that. I could do a dollar, but just out of respect, I'm going to start it at five. Oh, yeah. Out of respect for me. Out of respect for Chris. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> out of disrespect for Chris, I start this at five. <laughs> this is all you, Tony, if you if you want to go for it. I would go, I would go up to ten on that one. I love that song, Growing On Me. That's on this. Growing On Me is so good. Uh, obviously... Um, I believe in a thing called love. Get your hands off my woman. Yeah. Is it Black Shuck? Black Shuck. Black Black Shuck Shuck is on this record. The first Um, four songs on this album are like non-skips. Like right out of the gate. It's super, super good. Sorry, Tony, what did you bid? He's at 10. I'll do 12. I'm going to let you have it. This one feels a little 2004 to me. (laughs) In in a way I can't really shake. I I love that you keep saying that. I have no idea what (laughs) to make of that sentiment. (laughs) So so Matt, it really seems to bother you. I have no way to explain it. It (laughs) There's uh, no way to explain it, Matt. It's more of an 04 vibe to me. Matt has all five of his albums, but he also has fourteen dollars left. I believe fourteen dollars could drop something just to cause some trouble if I feel like it. All right, yeah, Tony, you're up. All right, Chris, I see you up there looking real confident, (laughs) thinking you're the king of New York with the black album. (laughs) So I'm throwing out starting at. Seven bucks. Okay. I'm the strokes. Room on fire. Oh, uh, you could have Ooh. that. I'm I'm not bidding on that one. I have to say, I'm I'm not gonna bid on it just because of the current situation that I'm in, but 
I am one of those people. I think that Room on Fire is better than Is This It. I agree. I think that is, I think that is maybe still to this day the best Strokes record. That's a but good one. But, but Tony <laughs> I'm not bidding on it. I'm not yeah, bidding Tony on it. Got it Tony, Tony got it. That was when I was debating on that last round. I was choosing between Room on Fire and The Darkness. The Strokes got enough um, money. Spreading the news. <laughs> yeah. Start spreading the news. Uh, I got it. Yeah, New no, York uh, City is on the board. 1251, Reptilia. I mean, there's amazing, amazing songs on that record. So the next album that I had on my list, I'm not going to. I'm not going to use it because the only person who would bid against me for it at this point in time would be Matt Milligan. So I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to move down the list. What is it? Poodle hat? No, no, <laughs> no. Name dropping. But, Your name. Yeah. Dropping. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I just couldn't. You know what? I'll throw this one out there for two bucks. I don't think anyone's going to bid me for it, but that's fine. Reliant K put out two lefts. Don't make a right, but three do this year. That's probably my favorite of all of their releases. Start with three bucks on that. It has a uh, mood rings, pink tux to the prom, chapstick, chap lips, and chapstick. things like uh, yeah. chemistry. So it's a it's a fun one for those of you who maybe have never checked. That out is also stuff. my favorite Reliant K record. Yeah, I think it's um, that or I, forget and not slow down, uh, depending on what mood I'm in. Because forget or I, not slow down I, does not sound like Reliant K. But no, it's true. I guess I, you guys love... never heard of an album called Mm-hmm. I I think I that like, this is I better like than mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think this is better wow. than mm-hmm. I do like that record a lot. But um, Chris, I believe you're actually thinking of the song. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> by the, the early '90s. Common <laughs> mistake. Common mistake. Yes, no, much much apologies. Uh, but all right, moving over to Chris with his but, five dollars. So he got that. You got that. I don't think anyone's yeah. going for it. <laughs> no, he got What'd it. What'd you spend? Three it. bucks. Three bucks on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, it's back to me. I need a serious bargain. I'm going bargain shopping here. I'm going to put out Cursive's The Ugly Organ for a dollar. Great record. That's a great record. <laughs> we all know artists hard. I'll go 10 bucks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is anyone going over $10 for Cursive? No, no, Matt Kelly. I mean, I was considering bidding no. it up just to mess with you, but then Tony took it out of my uh, hands. Tony, I didn't need Tony to. stole it from me for ten bucks. <laughs> you, I, lo- I do like that you spent more on cursive than you did on the strokes. <laughs> that's business, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just, like, yeah. All right, now, Matt Milligan. Now here's the question: Do we we skip? Do we skip Matt Milligan though? Because if he throws wow. an album out there and no one yeah. bids on it, yeah, it's back to Tony. Back to Tony. Yeah, right. Back to Tony. How about a very underrated? album from the Spans catalog. I thought it was great. I think people were haters at the time, but saves the day in Reverie. Five dollars? Oh, Jesus. Knocking me right out. (laughs) I'm not going to bid on it, (laughs) but I do agree with you that that is probably the most slept on of the uh it's their most underrated record for sure yeah Yeah. i I have a a closer personal relationship with stay what you are and uh through being cool but that is in reverie Uh, funny enough we were talking about blink earlier that's actually another example of a band in 2003 who like put out a record that totally blew away my expectations that's their third best album ahead of their time ahead of their time definitely ahead of their time for sure yeah 
kind of checks the box of like with someone like, hey, saves a day. You ever smoked weed? <laughs> Try smoking yes, some weed. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think that's all you. Yeah. Yes. How much right. did you get it for? Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. All right. Uh, all right. I mean, I guess this is. We're just going to keep rolling with the punches, I think, of Matt Kelly bidding on albums that nobody else wants, uh, which is fine because I got my postal service, so I could care less at this point. I think one of the most unique ska albums to come out, possibly ever, from an instrumentation standpoint, uh, Streetlight Manifesto's debut album, Everything Goes Numb, came out in 2003. You can have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with five bucks on it. Why not? Damn, I, this is another one I missed. I I actually I love 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 this record. The um, the horn composition that they do with Streetlight Manifesto, starting like right off on the opening track of this album, is like untouchable by any other ska band. Like and and like there are ska bands I like more than Streetlight Manifesto, but yeah. like. This is like the band geek ska band because it is so bizarre. Like the the time signatures, the only other band I could think of comparing them to for the uniqueness of what they do is like someone like RX Bandits where mm-hmm. like their time signatures are really out there and they do like double time stuff and like they just do a lot of crazy stuff versus the typical like, you know, we're just yep. going to play some upstrokes and like the horns are just going to like pop it for like a pop, pop, pop every once in a while yeah. in the song. <laughs> No, they, I, it's uh, that was like, yeah, the, the music dork in me as a kid really absolutely loved. I still revisit that stuff sometimes, but I'm I'm all I'm all done. So all right. that's you, Matt. So all right, five bucks. Yep. So I'm sitting at thirty-seven dollars left in my pocket for two more Not albums. Bad. Oh boy, Chris, you got five bucks. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna put out there my favorite pop album of this time that I really like. I really loved at the time. I still love. Has several songs that I really, really love on it. Uh, Michelle Branch's Hotel Paper. That's a good choice. That was not the pop album I thought you were going to say. So it was another big pop record that year. It has Everywhere on it. It has uh, like some really, really good deep cuts on that album. I really... Was that on Hotel Paper? I thought that was on Spirit Room. Wait a second. <laughs> Let me see what's on Hotel Paper. Every, everywhere is feeling a little low too to me. I'm getting O2 vibes. Hotel Paper is, oh, it has, um, my bad. This is Are You Happy Now? Um, Till right, I breathe. Get Over You. Breathe. Breathe is on this. Breathe. If I just yeah. breathe. Oh, man, so good. That's good. That's a great song. It yeah. is a great song. so good. Till I Get Over You's on this one. I really like this album, but I can only... I'm putting it out there for a dollar. How cruel would I be to take this from you? Yeah, I can't I'm not gonna, do it. I just I'm not can't going do it. it. It's all you, Chris. It, you can, Tony, you can have it. Tony, are you trying to get this one? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, I'll take it. Yes. He's got Michelle four bucks still in his... Hotel paper for a dollar. Okay. <laughs> all right, Tony. Uh, Tony. I need one more album, and I don't know if this is what I'm rounding out with, but I'm going to put this out there. It's a great album. And Chris, I feel like... You wouldn't be heartbroken to get this one, so I'm I'm trying to kind of help you round out your squad here too. Less than Jake Anthem. Good 
one. Matt Kelly, when you said ska album, I thought this was what you were going to say. No, I mean, yeah. I do. I There are songs that I really, really like on this album as well, but I, I think I would put that Streetlight album just slightly above it. I would and, not. In case I didn't say for $1 <laughs> and one penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I have a lot of sentimental attachment to this album. And yeah. I mean, this, this has signs of selling yourself short on it. Which like, is like a top yeah. five less than Jake track. For oh, sure. it's it's one of the best. But also, there's a value album out there. Okay, I'll bid two dollars on this. I'll go two. I'm letting you have it. Oh, okay. There I'm letting is. you have it. So good. That's a, that's a really good. It's funny too because I remember when that record came out. I was like, and I guess I would still would probably say it was like, oh, I was like so much more into like hello rock view and losing streak and those early ones. And this record felt initially felt so like slick to me compared mm-hmm. to those, but I, boy, did I grow to just love, love, love this album. Yeah. So good. Is it one of the, is it one of the albums that has ghost of you and me on it? I think yeah. Yeah, on this is it. It's one of the you two. And me, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. And look that's, what that's happened is on this. Look what happened is the other one that gets on recorded on too. Yeah. Borders and that's boundaries. That's the one right? I was thinking of. Yeah. There's yeah. like multiple versions of that song. Um, yep. but the, the best one is on this album. Yep, yeah, agreed. Because of said slickness. Matt, you need two albums. Tony needs one. Yeah. And, you know, I still have two bucks. Or, yeah, two bucks. Yeah, you're, and, yeah you got yeah. two bucks. Milligan's got 14 if you feel so inclined to drop something yeah. to bid for another. Oh, I might. I might. I, I have a feeling that the I'm just going to fill out my last two spaces with albums that are important to me and nobody else. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go with starting with $3. Um, probably in, in all sincerity, I'm going to name an album that literally no one except for maybe Matt Milligan even knows, but this was the album in 2003. I probably listened to the most cause I was really, what would basically happen was every morning before school, I would put on VH1 because MTV wasn't playing music videos anymore. So I'd put on VH1 for like background noise. And that's how I got into people like Nora Jones. Like there were like these awesome jazzy piano uh, artists that would get played at like 6 a.m. on mm-hmm. VH1. And I heard a song called All at Sea by a British jazz musician named Jamie Cullum. And his album, 20 something, his debut album. I'm still having fun, and I guess that's the key. I'm a 20 something, and I'll keep in me. This album is unfucking real. It's just him, a drummer, and an upright bass player. They cover Frontin' by Pharrell on it. They do like a bunch of jazz standards as well as like jazzy versions of like The Wind Cries Mary by Jimi Hendrix and stuff. But the title track, 20 something to this day, is one of my all time favorite songs. Uh, So I'm going to just, you know, if for no other reason, hopefully when I play the audio clip from this album, it makes somebody else go, ooh, maybe I'll check out this guy. I really dug that song that you played. No, that I I do know that record. I have not thought about that album in such a long time, but I I do know what you're talking about. That's a solid choice. You keep surprising me, Matt. That's that was a real that came out of nowhere. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) all right, Tony, (laughs) name an album people have heard of. I'm really going to have to be the one to do this, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy! <laughs> a little band that Chris and I once shared the stage of the not the Rhythm Room, a club in Parma, Ohio, for the first time. A little band with a silly name that the promoter told me you guys are going to love playing with this band. 
I was like, yeah, Punchline. We know. We love them. He's like, no, no, this band, they're the next Ataris. Um, and that <laughs> the band next is called Ataris. Fall Out Boy. <laughs> the band is called Fall Out Boy, and they put out a little album called Take This to Your Grave. And I will spend five bucks on it to round out you can, my squad. You can have it. It's yours. I got this the is, next Ataris. Now, I could have had no, the Ataris. Now, if, you would put the Ataris Ataris if you would put Evening Out with Your Girlfriend that came out at the beginning of 2003, maybe. But... That would never cross my mind. <laughs> <laughs> never would. No. Wow, you like the, an Evening Out more than uh, Take This to Your Girlfriend? I said that mostly jokingly, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody Good. does. Nobody does. <laughs> no, Nobody that can't does. be true. That can't be true. <laughs> Even for me, uh, that's too ridiculous. They didn't want to release that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like somebody released that after the fact and they were pissed about it. Oh, did it. they really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the last album that I'm that I'm picking and I'm going to throw $15 on it because it deserves $15. I believe critically this was considered the best album of 2003. It is a very sad, difficult album to listen to. And it is The Wind by Warren Zevon. Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath. Keep me in your heart for a while. If it was uh, the story behind this album, if you're not familiar with it, Warren Zevon, who wrote the song Werewolves in London, kind of the only song that he's like truly known for, yeah. Uh, found out that he had six months to live and he wrote an album basically saying goodbye to his friends and family and it came out just before he died and it is so powerful and so hard to listen to at times but you know songs like Keep Me In Your Heart or him covering Knocking On Heaven's Door uh, it's it's similar to like listening to that Johnny Cash record with Hurt on it where you're like yeah. oh this is a guy who's almost out the door saying farewell to everybody like it it was a it was a critical darling album and I I remember picking it up out of curiosity because I was seeing like an Entertainment Weekly and all these magazines, loving it and I was like the the werewolves in London guy, uh, and then I listened to it and I was like this is this is a plus like beautiful art if if you get into music to create art or you like listening to music as an art piece this is the most artistic release of, of 2003 in my eyes. Wow. I do not know that record at all. Oh, I'm my God. Check that out. That was the one I thought you might bid on. Um, no. Chris, do you want to run down what everybody's lists were, and then we'll kind of just do a quick round robin of what was still on the table that was in our, yeah, our yeah, lists? Yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go after I read off what everybody has. Everyone will go around in a circle and name an album that you would have been your next one. One. One at a time. Okay, uh, cool. For me... I had Jay-Z's Black Album, Death Cab's Transatlanticism, which was the highest bid ever on a draft for us, $61. Uh, The Formats, Interventions, and Lullabies, Michelle Branch's Hotel Paper, and Less Than Jake's Anthem. Uh, Matt Milligan had White Stripes Elephant, Blink-182 Self-Titled, AFI Sing the Sorrow, Fountains of Wayne, what's the album called? Uh, Welcome Welcome Interstate Interstate Managers. Managers. Yeah, welcome, whatever, managers. And The Darkness, Permission to Land. Tony has Outcast, Speaker Box, Love Below, The Strokes, Room on Fire, Cursive's The Ugly Organ, Damn You, um, Saves the Days, In Reverie, and Fallout Boys, Take This to Your Grave. It's a pretty stacked pile right there. And uh, Matt Kelly has 
Postal Service, the second most ever paid for an album at $55. Reliant K's Two Wrongs Don't Make a Right. Streetlight, some Streetlight Manifesto album, some Jamie Cullum album, and some, <laughs> and some Warren Zavon album. Listen, I don't think you're winning this time, Matt. Hate I don't think I'm team. winning this time, but I do think that when it comes time for the, uh, when I do my stats breakdown for Patreon, I think I might have the highest critical score of everybody. Let's <laughs> yeah. see. We'll see about that. Reliant K might pull me down, but the other ones, I think so. All right, All right Chris, let's how go, about you go start? around quickly and we'll go quickly. Maybe we'll do two or three rounds of albums that would have been next on your list. For me, I thought I was going to get it, but I couldn't resist the less than Jake. But uh, I really wanted the Weaker Than's reconstruction site. Amazing. Yeah, that's album. Um, the next one on my list, I don't know how many people know about this record, um, but the debut album by the band Rooney. Oh yeah, oh. self-titled, an amazing like surf rock power pop record. God, I love that album so the much. OCs I feel like not, not enough people know that know <laughs> yeah. that record. Yeah, yeah. Tony, did you have any? Uh, the Shins. I think Shoots Too Narrow. Shoots Too Narrow. That, that was Shoots on my list too. Yeah, that could have been a number one pick probably for yep. for some. Um, uh, Kelly, his only album on Epitaph Records, uh, Atmosphere Seven's Journeys mm. or Seven Seven's Travels. Uh, that was what got me into Atmosphere in the first place. Um, I had next Ed Bell and Sebastian's Dear Catastrophe Waitress, oh, which is my great favorite, one, my favorite Bell and Sebastian album. It's a great um, album. Matt Milligan, I feel like you would have bit bit against me if I would have thrown. I that absolutely album. would have on that one for sure. Yeah, um, the uh, uh, the debut album by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Fever oh, yeah. to Tell, that has maps on it yep, and Date yeah. with the Night, and that's a great record. Yeah, Tony, what an absurd year. I think. The album that I was like, oh, this is in my limited interactions with Matt Melligan, this is one he's going to go for was the Mars Volta, DeLouse. I That was um, DeLouse in the Comatorium was, by Mars Volta was on my list. Really Last time I, I felt like sure I really suffered by picking stuff too weird. So I was trying, <laughs> Don't was trying worry, to I picked up go, the slack for you. This. I know you really did this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, DeLouse in the Comatorium, incredible. Yeah. Um, and I would have continued to pick weird shit because I also had the self-titled release of the Dresden Dolls uh, oh. as next mm. on my list. Uh, coin good. operated boy and girl and aquarisms was oh, that uh, song so good it's yeah. so good and bad habit the, and the jeep song it's packed with songs yeah <laughs> that's great i mean some other ones here we went around but i thought you weird owl heads were gonna do poodle hat i think um, poodle hat's a pretty low low ranking okay. album for me on uh, it's funny it's the second time we've had a year with an owl record and for both of us it was not enough of a <laughs> yeah. favorite owl record to actually pick next thought- year will be different next year when we get to mm. like 84 hey, hey. when you've Agreed. got fucking in 3d in the contention that'll be Watch a whole out, different everybody. story yeah just to show how how stacked of a scene year this was this is also motion city soundtracks i am the movie amazing yeah. album oh my goodness coheed and cambria's in keeping secrets of silent earth three was this amazing year. um copeland's beneath medicine tree which is a really yeah. awesome album mm. there's uh, a few yeah. other good scene ones too may destination beautiful yep, came may. out this year which yep. is a great one yeah. Five Iron was breaking up at this point, so they put out what was supposed to be their last album, The End Is Near. Uh, Nata Surf, Let Go, with Inside of Love oh, came out this year, uh, which is a great one. Um, I think the best Me First and Gimme Gimme's album, Take a Break, that's them doing all like break. Phil Spector era 60s rock. And mm-hmm. as we said with Saves the Day uh, and the Blink self-titled, another Super underrated album by a, a legacy band, Rancid's Indestructible, came out this year. That I think I is was a out great on Rancid record. by then. I, yeah, I was, after that's that's after the last an good one. Wolves, to me. I was out. See, I think Indestructible is the last truly good album that they did uh, with like Red Hot Moon and Fall Back Down. Um, Funny story. <clears throat> it's 
specifically about that rancid album is at this time i was at like a party and i had a i don't know how this came to fruition but me and another band dude that were there had a Tim Armstrong impression off, like almost like like Zoolander style. Like it's a Tim Armstrong impression off, and he did. I think I did like one, you know, one of the like Ruby Soho, something like that. Like, and he did a song from that album. It's like everyone's like, dude, you did a new song. <laughs> Nobody knows the new songs. You're out, man. I yeah. won. Right. comfortably yeah <laughs> the only the only other stuff i needed to shout out was obviously we just put out hand over your loved ones punchline i believe put out the rewind ep at this yep. point yes yep and uh and hey, that was a reissue i believe um it? yeah That's... it was it we came it, that... it got re- remixed and remastered and released on fueled by ramen before the full Fair. length the next year yeah and there the only go. other album that i'm just mentioning because if someone's listening they might want to check it out if you even remotely like old 30s jazz standards cindy lopper put out at last which was an album where she just (laughs) covered classic jazz songs from the 30s and it's a great it's a great album that exemplifies how good of a singer cindy lopper truly is uh as she does some of your like like very well-known standards uh in a very sincere like her with a piano style way yeah um So this- I want to point out one other very big pop record that came out that year, which I thought someone was going to mention. But again, we were so in our in our scene on this stuff. Um, Beyonce's Dangerously in Love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Came out in 2003. That's a yeah. huge, huge hit. Too many um, good albums this year. Too many. I mean, really, it was like I still like I'm I'm ticking these off as we go. And there's just so many big records that came out that year. It's amazing. Yeah. I did but- not anticipate 2003 being the stacked year of, of no, the. I feel like of the three that we've done of these. This was the one where I had the longest list, but I guess it's because oh, yeah. easily I was of the age where I was listening to everything that was coming out at that point. Yep. <laughs> so Matt, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but so we've done 83, 93, 2003, and now I think by the next time we do one of these, it's going to be 2024. So now 84, 94, and 2004 will be on the table, right? Here we yeah. go. Oh, and- 94 is going to be. And I mean, here's the thing. I love doing these with Milligan and Tony. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 94 <laughs> has to be the the team of Punchline. Well, <laughs> like you guys did that, a whole album about 1994. I, I almost feel that, like we have to. I think that <laughs> next year we consider allowing a fifth person to draft, especially for 94, 2004, because those are stacked years and we need the competition to step up a little bit. So yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll talk it over. and I can uh, accept that. Yeah. Matt, we can probably just get in punchline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's the easiest way. Then that's uh, we'll just do that. I do want to mention this. We don't have all of the details just yet, and I'm mentioning this live, only having briefly talked about it with Chris. But because if Milligan or Tony are available for it, have fun with it. Um, We're dangerously close to hitting episode 200, and as you know, whenever we get to these big numbers episode 50 episode 100 episode 150 now episode 200 the episode before that we would do a ranking of every single song that we covered between episode 150 and episode 200 and normally i would record that up at chris's house uh the week before thanksgiving that's not going to work out in my schedule this year so stay tuned there'll be more information on our facebook page definitely go like our facebook page we're talking about doing it as a Black Friday live stream event with just a whole Ooh. gang of 
one-hit Thunder favorites, including, of course, Matt Milligan and Tony Hartman being extended offers for it, to help us rank all of the songs from last year in order of uh, best to worst. So I love it. Yeah, I tune in it. for that that live spectacular. And who knows? We'll find a charity. We'll throw some money towards it, donation-wise or whatever. But uh, yeah, keep, cool. in, keep up with all that. And otherwise... We'll be back with a regular episode of One Hit Thunder next week. <laughs> and let's see who wins. Let's see who wins. Yeah, this one. right. I feel good about this one. Yeah. I don't. I think I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 2-0. Oh. Nothing like she had ever expected When she reflects, she thinks about her Barbies and dresses 29 This has been One Hit Thunder One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the band Punchline and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net Underneath me you're hearing How Did This Happen off the Punchline album Just Say Yes Be sure to check out punchlion.com for any upcoming news on the band Our podcast is on Patreon now Find us at patreon.com backslash OHT for early access to your episodes, bonus conversations, and a chance to vote on future songs that we might cover. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on any podcasting app, and tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. He looks around in this movie. He made it to 100, but this is strange. Don't you think the people around him, he's only known for 30 years. He takes one of his last breaths, and sounds like it's weird. Where's the first wife, the child? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason. And I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artists from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, L.A. street photographer Estevan Oriol, Jimmy G. from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions and lots of laughs, tune in and join the fun.